Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here with you this beautiful Sunday afternoon with my producer, Linnell. We're here from 12 till 2.30, getting you ready for another day of NFL playoff excitement. Two games yesterday. going to talk about those. Two games today. Um, the field is whittling down as we speak. Um, those of you who don't know me, I've covered baseball in the D.C. area for the past decade or so. We're going to get a little bit more into the MLB lockout. What's going on there? Is there going to be some kind of spring training? Usually, if you're a baseball fan right around now, it's getting cold. You're itching for a warmer days, sitting out in the sun. Um, I'm going to take you through why these next 24 hours are going to be so important towards baseball getting any kind of semblance of a normal schedule. Uh, but first, I kind of want to dive into those games last night. I was watching those games. You know, first you have the the Bengals-Titans game. And, you know, I was personally rooting for the Bengals. What I can't understand is how that offensive line has not been rectified. They couldn't make any in-game adjustments. Poor Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, sacked nine times last night after they win that game on a game-winning field goal from 22-year-old rookie Evan McPherson. The Cincinnati Police Department tweets out an APB on the Bengals' offensive line. Um, It is that bad. Um, Nine sacks. This is a fun Bengals team to watch if they don't get Joe Burrow killed. I'm not sure about the latter part of that, watching that game. I think they have got to do a better job with schemes. Uh, They've got eight days now to make some kind of adjustments, but... 
the Bengals to me are a fun team because no one expected them to be here. What Joe Burrow has done shows you how important that quarterback position is. We've talked about Washington needing that, about needing a guy who's going to change the culture because Ron Rivera and the coaching staff can only do so much. You need an, a leader on the field. And I think you look at Joe Burrow and what he's done in basically a, a year and a half because he was out for you know, 11 months with that knee surgery. I mean, this guy's scrambling, moving around 13 months after getting uh, knee surgery. You look at him, and after the game, he got beat, obviously, to hell. And he's like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm sure he didn't feel fine this morning when he woke up. But since he's a fun team, and I think they're the team I'm going to kind of follow, kind of bandwagon through this playoffs. And what I'm wondering and what I'm hoping you can call in, let me know what you think about this, is when your team's not in it, when the Washington football team isn't in the playoffs, how do you watch these games? Do you pick another team to cheer for? Do you sort of hope for a good game? Obviously, this has happened, unfortunately, a lot lately with Washington not being in the postseason. So some of you may be experts. Some of you may have a second team. Me personally, I can't root for Tom Brady ever. There's certain teams. Last night I wanted the Packers to lose. There's certain teams I just really can't get behind. I think Buffalo's a great story. Um, I want them to win that game against the Chiefs. That game is, I think the line is only one. That game is going to be an incredibly close game. Watching Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Um, you know, for me, I like the underdog stories. I like the teams that aren't always in it. Um, you know, I would always root against the Patriots. You know, I think when teams like the Detroit Lions win, even if you're not a fan of the Lions, you're like, all right, good job. It's about time. You know, you've been hapless forever. So what I want to know is how you watch these games now, if you're a Washington football team fan, who you root for, who you root against, which may be really what it is. Um, 800-636-1067. We're going to take your calls on that the next couple hours. Um, really curious about that. Linnell, how do you watch these games? You're, you're a Washington fan. Do you have a, a second team that you bandwagon here? Yeah, you tried to steal my thunder, Brett. I'm a Bengals fan. Oh, when you I'm, are? Yeah, I call him Beans. I don't even refer to him as Joe Burrow. I refer to him as Beans. Is that what his close, close friends? No, yeah. I just gave him the nickname because oh, I think gotcha. he's tough. Gotcha. Nickname for Beanie Siegel. I don't know if you're familiar with Beanie Siegel. All right. Siegel. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not that old and unhip. I got it, Linnell. <laughs> um, so were you watching that game last night and wondering like how on earth they pulled that off? Because I was. Yeah. You're, if I you're Tennessee, was... you're sick. Yeah, those two uh, Tannehill interceptions really came back to bite them. You can't turn the ball over in the playoffs and expect to win. So it was tough. But like you said, shout out to Joe Burrow, man. Incredible. And so how do you watch these other games? Do you now just root for whoever you think matches up the best long-term with the Bengals? Yeah, I like to stick to my guns with what I say earlier in the season. So I've been on the Rams all year. I've been on the Bengals all year. And I've been on the Bills all year. So I've been underdogging. Look at you. You gotta go to Vegas. You, might, you put money on these games, Linnell? You're Whenever you're on I do it. put money on it, I lose, Britt. So Oh yeah, that's you know what? I hated the Bills for a long time because I went to Vegas years ago and I had a parlay. And what stopped me from winning was that the the Bills couldn't kick a field goal in the snow and it was like a, a chip shot. It was like twenty yards, but it was snowing there and they couldn't. And I was like, I hate this team. This team Neither Evan McPherson. Totally. What's great about that guy is he told the backup quarterback before he kicked. Hey, we're going. We're going to the championship game. He's got, he's got stones. I'll say that, man. The guy's a tough ass. I'll say that, man. I, I think it's amazing. I, you know, kickers aren't. 
I feel like we went through a period where kickers were really cool. and Everyone wanted to be kickers and people knew who they were. And, you know, there's still a couple of those guys, Justin Tucker is kind of floating around. But I hope that, like, people get Evan McPherson jerseys after this. And they're like, you know, you know what? They call, them? they call them Money Mac. That's amazing. I mean, Great the, name. this guy's 22 years old. They're on the road in a game that really they had no business winning. A lot of people thought they had no business winning. Ryan Tannehill, however, um, had something else to say about that. Had something that, else yeah. to say about that. that. He's like, you know what? I'm going to include you guys. Come on in. I mean, he, to me, is the epitome of a good a good but not great quarterback. That's what happens when you get to these games, and they had a lot of wins. Their schedule was a little bloated, if you ask me. They play in a division where they have a lot of gimme games. And when you look at them, yes, they won a lot. Um, their offense is mostly built around the fact that they have a great running back. And you look at Tannehill, and he, he's good but not great. And when you put him on a stage like that, it's going to cost you. I was surprised at how little Derrick Henry touched the ball yesterday. I felt like he wasn't a factor as much as he should have been. I know he was coming off the injury, but yeah, go down with your horses is how I, that's my mentality. Yeah, well, you know what? I often wonder, too, with these guys, especially these running backs, as they age, as they get older, um, how much more do they have left? You know, you've built it around someone who has a significant amount of mileage. The injuries become a concern, and so does just slowing down a tick, just not having that ability that you had in the past. And, you know, I think if, you know, Mike Vrabel said after the game that Titans head coach, you know, it's not about one person, but to me it is. It's about the fact that they just did not have a quarterback who could match. They did not have a quarterback. I mean, those interceptions were terrible. I mean, from from the beginning of that game, it was clear that Tannehill wasn't on. And you can't have quarterbacks. This is the reason why the Bucks even have a chance today is because they have Tom Brady. I mean, they ha- they're a depleted team, and we're going to talk about that. We got Greg Allman, uh, Bucks writer, is going to get into that. Jordan Rodriguez from the Rams. We're going to do some really great preview stuff with that game that's going to be on right after this. But they have a chance because of Tom Brady, because of the quarterback. And you look at Tannehill, and it's like, um, good but not great. We we saw in the nightcap, you could win with that style, but everything else around you has to be great. You've got to turn the other team over. In Tannehill's case in that game earlier, he turned the ball over. Yeah. That's always going to be the difference when you don't have the star at quarterback. Yeah, and Jimmy G, I mean, I tell you, if, if San Francisco wins this next one, you wonder if they maybe package him in some kind of trade, get some prospects back and start over because he's clearly <laughs> he was terrible last night. I was about to say. He was terrible. But you wonder, does this help his stock because they're winning despite him? You know, I think what this win was about for them last night is Kyle Shanahan really showing that he's an elite coach. So that's the problem. You can point to him and say, well, they're going far and they don't have a good quarterback. Why can't we do it in Washington? Shanahan's one of the most elite coaches, elite minds in the game. And as you said, their defense is terrific. They do everything else well. And what they do is they kind of hide Jimmy G. They kind of find ways around his limited skill set. So... I think you you can look at it and say, well, you know, we can do that with a Taylor Heineke. No, you can't. Everything else needs to be, as you said, not good, great. Best in the league, almost. It just can't really be replicated. That last night was a game that you watched 20 years ago. I mean, it was a throwback game, the way they won that. And I just don't think that's something in Ron Rivera's skill set. That out-of-the-box kind of thinking with Shanahan, every time... You watch a game of the 49ers, you hear about what a genius Shanahan is. I don't think I've ever heard anybody call Rivera a genius. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> not so, wrong. You know, I think, you know, when you look at you look at these teams, and there's plenty that 
I think the Washington football team can take from watching these games because these are good teams. These are where you want to be. Uh, but I don't think they can sit here and say, hey, let's become the next 49ers. You cannot model that. It was San Fran's night last night. You can't play like that and have sustained winning. They got the two special teams, uh, they had 10 points in special team swings. They had the blocked uh, punt and the blocked field goal at the end of the half, and that really made the difference. Yeah, To me, that blocked field goal at the end of the first half, Green Bay had dominated. I said to my husband, they're only up 7 to nothing. I was like, if they aren't up by 20 points by now, they're not winning this game. It just became very clear when Aaron Rodgers threw, and they had 40 seconds, something like that. They threw, all of a sudden, they were at like the 15-yard line. You're like, oh, my God, they're going to go up 14 nothing, And then they settle for an attempt at a field goal, and then it gets blocked, and you're like, they're going in to the half, and it looked like San Francisco was up the way they, they jogged in. And they get the ball coming out. Momentum was riding with San Fran. It, it was it was amazing. You know, it was 7 to nothing, but I don't think anybody thought the 49ers were going to lose that game after the way it went into halftime. I was just holding my breath every time Jimmy G dropped back. They're like, oh, this might be the one. Here, here's my thing with Jimmy G, though. Is, is he that bad, or is he also like he's bandaged here, he's bandaged there? Like he's kind of like Humpty Dumpty that they've glued back together again. I'm not saying he's going to turn into Patrick Mahomes Are when he's healthy. Are you a Jimmy healthy. G fan, Britt? Well, he's handsome. It sounds so you, like you're got, a Jimmy you gotta, G. you know, you have to give him a little more. Um, you have to give him a little more leeway. You yeah, know, definitely. I, I agree with that. I think handsome people also should get leeway in the world. Yeah, but again, is he their is he their solution? No. Would it surprise me if he wasn't their quarterback next year? Also, no. I say there's no. He probably did more to hurt himself than help himself yesterday. He looked terrible. Right. For most of that game, he looked terrible. But it was crazy, though, Britt, watching. Whenever he did make a good throw, it seems like they dropped it. It did. It did. And, you know, I do think, to be fair to him, a lot of his mistakes were high-leverage mistakes. He can make the same amount of mistakes next week, and as long as they're not quite as high-leverage every time, he's not going to be as bad. I think they're going to do a better job covering for him. I think Shanahan's going to do a better job hiding him and not putting him in those situations because you're right. Like it, trying to hide Clifford. <laughs> The it's, big red dog? Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult. You it, bet. It, no, it's it's true. It, it's absolutely true. And, you know, I, I don't know if San Francisco has enough to win the Super Bowl, but they are a fun team to watch. Just like Cincinnati's a fun team to watch. So I will say this, though, Linnell. Is there one team you root against no matter what? Because for me, it's just like Tom Brady and, and, and the Patriots. I, I can't stand them. When they and, were together, it was easier. It was like one common enemy, but now they're not. So... He he leaves Foxborough and goes to sunny Tampa Bay and tries to continue his little legacy. Today he gets slayed. Remember I said this. He gets wow. slayed today. Linnell is is pulling the punches. Well, you know what? I tell you what, Linnell. Our next guest, Greg Allman, is going to tell us, is this finally it for Tom Brady? Because those got, rumors. Got some questions for Greg Britt. I'm sure you do. Those rumors have been swirling. We've got a bona fide expert that's going to weigh in on that and much more when we come back here on 106.7 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back. NFL Playoff Sunday. Rich Aroli here with you on 106.7 The Fan. We are getting you ready for these games today. We've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, playing the Rams. That's going to be the afternoon game. We are joined by an expert here on the Tampa Bay Bucks. We have Greg Allman from The Athletic, Bucks beat writer, longtime Tampa Bay scribe. Greg, how are you? Hey, doing well, bro. Thanks for having me on. Lots of uh, these O's games in our history. But talk to you. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. I know it's a busy day for you. When uh, when you look at this team, first of all, do we have any idea whether tackle Tristan Wirfs is going to play or not? We don't yet. Uh, we're just about an hour, I guess, from inactive coming out, and that'll be the, the, the big determining factor, which is whether they even try and make him active. I think even if they go with him, you kind of have plan B right there at the ready in that he came back out for a drive last Sunday against the Eagles just to see what he could do, and it didn't look good. Um, So, again, I think it's kind of like he's afforded himself the chance to maybe try, but I think they have to acknowledge that he he has an injury that's not going to go away. He's going to have limitations, and they just have to decide whether him at a certain percent, 70%, whatever it might be, how that is compared to backups who are much healthier, but not nearly the player that Tristan is. And Greg, how does that uh, change the outlook of this Bucks offense? You know, obviously Tristan Wirfs has started every game in his career since he's been there. How, how different does this Tampa Bay offense look without him? Yeah, no, it's big, and it's all Brady has known here. I mean, Wirfs had not missed a snap in two years in the NFL before last week. So his arrival and Brady's arrival were at the same time here in Tampa. Um, and from a protection standpoint, I mean, Bucks were number one in the NFL, had the lowest sack percentage in the NFL even low by Brady standards. Um, so it, it definitely is a sudden question mark, especially against a Rams defense that can get to the quarterback. I think they can do some things in terms of getting rid of the ball quickly, in terms of quicker passes, maybe keeping a, a tight end on that side. Um, they use a sixth lineman as a tight end sometimes. Those are all things they can do where you're not necessarily max protecting, but you're definitely aware of the circumstances of this game. Talking to Greg Allman the Athletic Bucks uh, beat writer. Greg, when you look at this team, obviously every team has injuries, but Tampa Bay the last month or so just absolutely crushed between that, obviously the drama with Antonio Brown. Are there enough weapons, in your opinion, for, for Brady to still get the job done and win this game today? 
I mean, for so long here, everything that Brady did was like, wow, he's got such a ridiculous amount of talent to throw to. And now he doesn't. Like you said, no Chris Goodwin, no Antonio Brown. Um, even, you know, would be their third Rashad parent out this week. So I, I will say you, you start Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, which is, you know, really nice place to start. Evans has more home touchdowns than any receiver in the NFL. And obviously Gronk might be the best in the history. So two, that definitely is a starting point. You add Leonard Fournette, who's been a big part of not only their run game, but the pass game. And they have three legit weapons that Brady's used to having uh, and trusts immensely. You have to have somebody else step up, whether it's a, a secondary tight end or one of these backup speed receivers. That has to step up and make plays because the Rams are going to go in knowing take those two out of the offense. There's not nearly as much around them. Right. And obviously, Fournette, of course, the guy they call Playoff Lenny, uh, has come up big for them. The, the big storyline leading into this game, Greg, is, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times before, is this going to be it for Tom Brady if they lose this game? A lot of rumors leading up to this game. I'm sure nobody but Tom Brady himself knows, but you've been around him a lot. What's your best guess as to what happens? Yeah, it, Go ahead. It, it's a huge question. And it's like, not only is it Brady, if Brady goes, does Bruce Arians go? There are two coordinators left for head coaching jobs. So you have these four massive questions around this team in terms of who's back for next year. But for Brady, um, I will say this. He, the two things that strike me the most are that he's been healthy this season and he's playing at an extremely high level. I mean, led the NFL in touchdowns and passing yards. Um, I think it starts there. And he's always said uh, if he sees that drop-off, if he's not, uh, I think his exact quote is, is when I start to suck, I'm going to retire. He hasn't done that yet. What we have heard him say all year is an awareness that he has a family at home. He has kids that are getting older every year and he doesn't have the time at home. Um, I kind of feel like he's had those kids after every season for the last, whatever, three Super Bowls that he's won. Um, so even the idea that, hey, maybe he does like Elway and wants to go out on top, I don't think it applies to Brady because he's had so many, I mean, three times in the last six years, um, seven years, he's had the chance to go out a champ, and he hasn't. So like I said, I, I think he's back. But again, he's 44. He's at an age where no one has played as much as well as he has. Um, so it's going to be a question until he comes out unequivocally and says, I'm back. And Greg, do, do the Gla- does the Glazer family have a succession plan for life after Tom Brady and Bruce Arians? It was interesting that you it, mentioned yeah. Bruce may leave with Tom. That yeah, roster and look completely Bruce, different. Right. Um, and again, if, if Brady leaves, Gronk probably leaves. Um, there, there's a lot of dominoes that would fall with that. Uh, in terms of a succession plan, a quarterback, you, you don't necessarily replace Tom Brady at all. Their only backups right now are Blaine Gabbert, who's not nearly, he's not really even established as an NFL starter, and Kyle Trask, who's a second-round pick that didn't play a snap this year. So if Brady were to retire this year, I definitely think there would be some kind of bridge, some kind of compromise where they'd go out. Uh, this is year, and that there's lots of proven veterans. I don't know that it'll be some. All right, I think we just lost Greg. But you know what? Great insight. I, I don't think this is it for Tom Brady either. Um, I think when you look at guys like that, they're just built differently. And as long as he's able to perform at this high of a level, um, I see no reason why he wouldn't go out there and compete. I mean, just watching that game uh, they had last week when they were up and the announcers kept saying, why can't Brady come out of this game? He Well, he hates coming out of the game. And I think you're watching that as a Bucks fan and you're like, God, get this guy out. This guy cannot get hurt. He is the one guy who cannot get hurt for the Bucks. 
And, you know, he just loves football. He loves every snap. He doesn't want to come out of these games. And I think at 44 years old, that tells you everything you need to know about this guy. So great stuff from Greg. Give him a follow on Twitter at Greg Allman. That's A-U-M-A-N. We're going to preview the other side next. We're going to go to Jordan Rodrigue, Rams beat writer on site. She's going to tell us about this Matt Stafford-led team And I know that's still a sore subject around here. We're going to get into what the Rams can do to win this game. Stick with us here on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. My producer, Linnell, having a great time with these NFL uh, Q&As. I love it. It's getting me psyched, getting me ready to go. We have first game today at 3 o'clock. Then we have Chiefs. Bills is the nightcap. And that game, that line keeps moving. That game is going to be just a total coin flip. Uh, Bucks, we heard from Greg Allman last segment. Great, great info from Greg. We still are waiting on the inactives about an hour but until then, we've got Rams beat writer Jordan Rodrigue is going to give us the other side of things here. Jordan does a terrific job. She used to cover Carolina. She now covers the Rams. Just an absolute star in the NFL writing space. Thanks for joining us, Jordan. How are you? I'm great. So glad to be on with you. And, you know, between your producer's music choice and that intro, I'm, I'm ready to run through a wall here up, up in the press box. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he's super proud of himself for that. Um, what an exciting day for you. And, you know, it's about a year ago, Jordan, that Matt Stafford got traded. And some people here in Washington are still upset that the team didn't do enough to get Stafford. So can you kind of sum up what he's meant to this L.A. team and what he's been like to cover this past year? Yeah, and you know, it is crazy to think about, especially with the extended season and then obviously this playoff run. It really was, you know, about a week and a half, a week and two days to the day that they made that decision to trade for Matthew Stafford, which time, I guess, has no meaning anymore, Brett. But, you know, it's it's crazy because you saw right right from the jump when he arrived um, just the collaborative approach that he and Sean McVay took to rebuilding this offense. You see a lot of the same concepts that Sean McVay has always run in his offense, um, especially as the plays unfold. But they've opened things up so widely in terms of spreading, you know, spreading the field um, as, as horizontally as they've done vertically, doing a lot more things pre-snap in terms of, of the drop-back game, uh, different kinds of, of formations, including those empty sets they've used with such high frequency this year. And those are just things that you did not see in this Sean McVay sort of very steady, rhythmic, heavy play action offense in the past. And it, it's just about them becoming more multiple with what Stafford's arm can do. Now, the the ball control and, and the clean football still remains a question, especially as they head against maybe a tougher secondary than they faced the last time in Tampa Bay. But in terms of opening up this offense and really activating all eligibles was the key word um, through the first several months of, of Matthew's sort of um, assimilation into the offense. And they really expanded it and allowed themselves to be that multiple offense that Sean McVay has always wanted. And Jordan, you mentioned the playing clean football, uh, the balance 
with them offensively really, you know, plays into that. How big has Cam Akers been? He came back last week, had a huge impact. How involved do you expect him to be today? It's so important to have uh, just that a little bit more of that nuance introduced into their run game, and that's exactly what Cam Akers brings. Obviously, he's got the explosiveness, the versatility. Um, you know, trainers and, and doctors found when they were clearing him that 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 torn Achilles that he recovered from that he suffered in July is actually producing more power output than his healthy one or his previously healthy one. So it's it's insane, first of all, to think about that and how he's come back from that situation. But also they're they're lending a little bit of that um just that movement that that side to side that he can do um multiple cuts and then power they can do a lot of power gap stuff with him and so just you know strictly outside zone or strictly you know downhill like they did with with sony michelle and it's really interesting because you've seen it in the way that this team has actually gotten beat this year when teams can introduce multiplicity specifically in the run game and a little bit of nuance you see the 49ers do it all the time that's when, you know, you can really beat teams in December, January, and, and maybe even February is when you have just that little wrinkle that you're adding to your run game. You're still getting that power and that consistency, that steadiness, but you're making defensive fronts account for just a little bit extra, another layer, not just, you know, one cut downhill guy. And Sonny Michelle has been great for them, but adding that nuance in what Cam makers can do, versatility, um, you know, he can find different gaps, different spaces. You can run outside zone with him. You can run inside zone and, and the gap power, like I mentioned. And you can use him in the passing game. And so I do expect him to be really important today. It's hard to run against this Tampa Bay front. And I expect them to try to find a way to make that work and to, and to keep pressing to try to make their offense as layered as possible. Talking to Jordan Rodriguez here, Rams beat writer for The Athletic. Jordan, even with a depleted roster, we know Tom Brady is dangerous. So the Rams have some injuries in their secondary. What's the plan, in, in your opinion, for them to attempt to slow him down or at least kind of control um, time of possession? Yeah, and it's, you know, you can only hope to slow, right? You, you can never fully contain or fully stop. Or, or if teams have done it, it's been outliers. It's been very rare. So you try to go toward where he is, you know, less than top five. When he's pressured from the interior to the point where he's off his spot, you hit him a couple of times. He does not like that. I don't know who would, to be honest with you, but he doesn't like it. And then, you know, you get him to try to move uh, off of his spot and then um, force those boundary throws. And then you're playing, you know, from, from depth and some of that downhill coverage that they do like to play on the back end. The problem would be, you know, if you are getting that pressure, but then he also has that underneath space in a sort of a softer zone, he can pick that zone apart. And he has done so even in a loss. He was nearly perfect in his passing plays against the Rams zone um, and, 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 you know, put up like 400 yards despite the fact that they, they lost the game. So it's super important to start first and foremost with getting that interior pressure. I kind of call it like a Pac-Man effect. You're kind of building that sort of um, that open circle with the little wedge taken out of it, uh, and you're sort of pressing into the pocket in that way, um, and you're trying to envelop him in that regard and really make life uncomfortable. And then you're, you're really pressing down from depth. They, they like to play those two high safeties, but you're really coming down hard and fast in terms of containing that sort of softer space where you normally you'd find those outlet passes. And I think that's a successful way to at least contain parts of this offense that we know can be so dangerous. Jordan, I love when you talk X's and O's. You got, you got me going here back in studio. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm ready to run through a wall up here thanks to the music, man. Let's go. So. <laughs> let's go. so, obviously, Jordan, it's it's no secret that uh, Sean McVay and this Rams front office, not shy 
about, you know, their aggressiveness and wanting to become a contender. You know, how much pressure is on them today? They made the two, obviously, in-season big trades for Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. How much pressure is on them today? It's huge, and, and I would say a lot of it is directly on Sean McVay to produce and, and to show that, you know, these are the moves that he's making the phone call to understand Conkey. He's making that call in January, again, a year ago, about a year and a week ago at this time, saying, I need to go get this guy, and, and here's why. Um, here's why my situation with, you know, Jared Goff has become untenable. We need to move toward this direction. He's the one making that call. And it, it, it's been really interesting to watch because in a lot of these moves, you can, you can say, you know, Von Miller, that's a group effort. Odell Beckham, that's a group effort. But in terms of the quarterback, the guy who is going to have the, the ball in his hands the most often, who is also facing, I think, a lot of the same expectations that, that Sean McVay himself is facing, that falls on Sean McVay. Did you find the right guy? Or were you in, in too much of a hurry to get out of a bad situation or a situation you thought was a bad situation? And, and move on to the next thing while you felt your window was open. To me, I think that it was a, the right decision and the smart decision. Um, they, they did not think that Jared Goff's ceiling would ever be as high as it was in 2018 again. Matthew Stafford is, can play ball uh, around that level consistently, and then his ceiling is much higher. So they, I think they did make the right decision, but it doesn't matter to the public if it doesn't end up you know, in at least another home game in SoFi, if not two. Jordan, I could listen to you talk football all day. So, so interesting. For those of you listening, Jordan Rodrigue, Rams beat writer for The Athletic. Give her a follow on Twitter, at Jordan Rodrigue. She is live. I know you have a really busy day today from the stadium. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys, it was really my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. Yes, check out her stuff. Linnell, she is just, like I said earlier, a rising star in football. So, so smart. Some great points, some great nuances to this game. And I think she makes a good point. The pressure is on. Tampa Bay won last year. Brady's got nobody. This isn't going to tarnish his legacy if they lose this game. The pressure's on the Rams to win this game, to find a way to win this game. Um, And if you ask me, I think they are going to win this game. Here we go, Brett. That's what I've been... That's what I've been rooting for. We're on the same page for once. We, you know what? We, we've been on the same page. Yeah, I opened with my Bengals stuff, and you were like, I'm all in on the Bengals, too. You know, you were all in on the Packers losing. I think we're on that same page. Uh, but I, I do think when you watch these games, if you're a Washington football team fan, uh, I do want to know who you're rooting for, how you're watching these games. Do you care who wins these games? Because... I always pick teams to bandwagon. I root for stories. I root for guys. Um, 800-636-1067. Give us a call. Let us know your thoughts. We are going to switch gears a little bit next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about mock drafts. It is mock draft season, especially if you're the football team, if you no longer have any games to play. Um, Some really interesting mock drafts that have come out right now. Um, I'm going to tell you who the football team is projected to pick and why I think it just may not matter. Stick with us, 106.7 The Fan. You know what, Linnell? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm going to have you make me a mixtape of just this for the gym. I, I am pumped. The NFL music on a Sunday, on a playoff Sunday, it's getting me amped. Richard Rowley here with you on 106.7 The Fan with my producer, Linnell. Linnell is absolutely crushing the music game. We've been talking Bucks and Rams. We had two insiders. Greg Allman gave us Tampa Bayside. Jordan Rodrigue uh, just on with us. Some really fascinating stuff about the Rams. And we asked for your calls. We got Andrew from Sterling who wants to chime in on this game now and let us know his thoughts. Andrew, how are you? Good afternoon, guys. I'm doing, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, you know, I have to agree with you guys. I'm sick of Tom Brady and his perfect life, his perfect model wife. I was sick of uh, Aaron Rodgers and that silly man bun of his and seeing those two make the playoffs just about every year. I want to see some young blood in there. I want to see Stafford, who, play, who uh, basically paid his dues in Detroit on those lousy Detroit teams, finally get on a good team. I want to see him in the Super Bowl. I want to see that uh, young quarterback, Buffalo, Josh Allen, I think he's. I think he's really uh, a special quarterback. It's too bad Herbert uh, wasn't able to make the playoffs because I would lo- love to have seen uh, Herbert from uh, the Chargers make the playoffs. Now, having said all that, why do I get the feeling, as a Washington fan, that if it had been totally up to Rivera when he first took over and he was in charge of the draft and everything, that if he hadn't been beholden to basically to the owner and basically keeping the owner's uh, chosen quarterback in Haskins, if he had gone into that draft and said, you know what, 
I'm going to trade my number two pick. I'm not going to go for Chase. I'm going I'm to trade up, maybe pick up another uh, draft choice and, and draft Herbert. He would have been able to pick his quarterback right off the bat. Why don't I have a feeling that because the owner was so indebted or because he basically picked Herbert, that he had to say, you know what, I can't draft another quarterback. If, if, if Washington had Herbert on their team, man, the sky would have been the limit. Uh, everything would look good going in the future. You could have taken that commander's uh, logo and, and run with it. What do you think? No, I, I think these are great points. And, you know, and this is why I said before the break, I was going to get into who the Washington football team was, was going to take. And I think it almost doesn't matter because we're headed into year three with Rivera. And while I do think they need to take a quarterback with their top pick, I also think they can't afford to wait for this quarterback to get good because Rivera will not see the end of his deal if they don't make some progress here. And, you know, getting a Kenny Pickett who, uh, uh, Dane Brugler in his latest mock draft has them predicted. He's the quarterback from Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he doesn't have an explosive arm, but he's accurate. Um, is he NFL ready right now? No, there's not that top end in this year's draft. And you wonder, should they have gone harder after Stafford? Should they have, you know, you look at last year and should they have really not won those games? Should they have maybe said, and I know this happens a lot more in baseball. Hey, look at this class. We're not going anywhere. If we squeak into the playoffs, we're still not going anywhere. This is a moral victory at best. Why don't we get some of the young, talented quarterbacks in last year's draft? Because this year's draft isn't loaded with that high-end talent. It's not. And now they're going to have to pay the price of kicking the quarterback can down the road. And we're going to be choosing between Marcus Mariota and uh, close your eyes, Britt, Jimmy Garoppolo. Gosh, I have Jimmy. to choose between guys like that. I mean, they're in a tough spot right now moving forward. I'll say this. I did watch Derek Carr um, a lot down the stretch, and he is, in my opinion, he's, he's you know, he's a, probably a Tannehill. He's a good but not great. He's not a guy who's going to elevate you. But I still think he's a massive upgrade over what they have. I still think he could bridge, if you do draft a quarterback, he could buy you a little time there. Because where it sits right now, you can't just go out there and get a, a, a Kenny Pickett or um, I think the next one down they had was actually the Saints. There weren't a lot of Matt Coral, Old Miss quarterback. There weren't a lot of quarterbacks in that top round, and that tells you everything you need to know when teams are, are drafting linemen and other guys in front of them. So I, I think you have to go out and you have to give yourself insurance. You have to make that upgrade now for next year. Draft a quarterback, have him come along, but you cannot have this guy sit on the bench for a year and sell to your fans. We've got a new name and a new identity, and by the way, we're going to be terrible next year. You can't sell any jerseys like that. Not going to sell jerseys doing that. Maybe uh, Jim in Falls Church has a, a way to sell some jerseys. Bro. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Jim. No, we're not going to sell any jerseys next year. <laughs> uh, uh, the reason for my call is – I really respect the Niners. I think they're going to punch somebody in the mouth, and that's football. That's what guys tend to do. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But I have a really good feeling about those guys. I don't know. Just my thoughts. Yeah. Have a great day, and good luck with football. Yes. Well, thanks for calling in. and. 
listen, I, I punching someone in the mouth, you know, first off, I love that expression. Right? I, I love that expression. And you know what? After you beat the likely MVP in Aaron, a- Aaron Andrews and Aaron Rodgers. She's, all, she's an MVP as she's well. She's an MVP. Shout you know what? Aaron. She. I was thinking about her the other day because she did that interview with Aaron Rodgers and then she gave him a hug. The interview was socially distanced. It's like, oh, what, wow. are, what are we doing oh, here? Yeah. I know. Um, you know, you beat, you beat the Packers who really have done everything right except for their special teams where everything is just totally wrong. Even if they were mediocre special teams, I think they win that game yesterday. So I think you're the 49ers. You've got a, a quarterback who's a huge liability and you managed to go into Lambeau Field where it was zero degrees and win that game. You are feeling pretty good about yourselves, Linnell. It's interesting, though. Britt, remember all offseason, it was, uh, you know, Rodgers is upset with the Packers. They're not putting enough around him. And then, Britt, they give him the keys to the Lamborghini. They say, hey, Rod, we'll do whatever you say. They go get Randall Cobb. They add free agents on defense, something that they never do. And then he puts up, was it 10 points yesterday? Yeah. 10 points. Yeah. You could kind of see him. As your MVP, Britt. Yeah. You could kind of see him later in the game, kind of like, looking down a lot, like his body language progressively got worse. And here's the thing, and he talked about this, and we talked about the legacy of where does Brady go from here, but the big story is what happens to Aaron Rodgers? Does he retire? Does he go somewhere else? Because what I have a hard time imagining, though, is where is it better than Green Bay? Where is it better than Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? Like, I'm sorry he doesn't, like the situation there, but like you, you want to, you want no part of a rebuild. He said last night in his quotes, I want no part of a rebuild. He made that very clear. Okay. But you also want input on a roster. So you're going to go to a team that's going to contend right now. Cause that's what you want, but you also want input on a roster. Well, that's almost impossible. What do you just want your buddy Randall Cobb to come over? Is that really what this is about? <laughs> it might just be about Randall really coming might, over. Really might Randall's be all this nice is. Eyes. I mean, you know, it's kind of like Brady comes to Gronk. You know, they all got to come with their friends. That's like the new thing now. We got to wrap up here, Britt. But what was so interesting about his comments last night, you just mentioned, he says he wants no part of a rebuild. Going into next season, Packers $50 million over the salary cap. So that means they've got to shed a lot of these big-time contracts. Devontae Adams is number one target as a free agent. If you take anything away from last night, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was not in Lambeau next year. No, I wouldn't either, and I wouldn't be surprised if he regrets that decision. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, uh Stick with us. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up. We're going to switch to some warm thoughts, talk a little baseball, spring training. I'm going to let you know why the next 24 hours is going to tell us everything we need to know about this upcoming baseball season. Richard Rowley here on 106.7 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.